Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. We're here. Book Club. I can't believe it. I am really excited to talk about this book. Me too. We'll say why later. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Black Cake is our topic discussion. Charmaine Wilkerson, new author. Amazing. So, yes, we'll get into that. First, but first, we need to talk about what our April book club pick is. April is right around the corner. Can you believe it? Can I just say, wait. Okay. It's almost April. Right? I can't, like, wrap my head around this. It's, I made an appointment today. Like, I usually make the, a monthly appointment for this specific thing. And I was out of town one week. They were out of town the next week. So our appointment is May 11th. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I feel like we are on a racing train. Like from here to the end of the school year. Yes. It's the snowball effect. February felt like it lasted a year. It did. For me. Yes. It really did. And all of a sudden March is over. It I can't rectify the two. Yeah, blah blah blah. I don't know how it works. But I am super excited. About the book we've chosen. I want to start reading it tomorrow. But don't. I can't. Because I need it fresh in my brain. I know. But I am super, super excited. So. I know. Okay. So Are you ready? Yes. Tell us. Okay. The book for April, for This Is Your Book Club, is The Less People Know About Us, A Mystery of Betrayal, Family Secrets, and Stolen Identity by Axton Betts Hamilton. Okay, so this is like a memoir. A memoir. We haven't had a memoir in a really long time. It has been a long time. So I feel like it is timely for us to throw a memoir in. And I've heard such good things about this book. Yes. But also I've listened to a podcast, two episodes, actually, a part one and part two, Criminal with Phoebe Judge. If any of you listeners are fans of Phoebe Judge and her podcast, Criminal, she does an episode about where she like interviews the author of this book, oh. Axton. Yes, the author. She interviews the so author. So, Axton is the daughter of this family. Okay. So, um, and, and we'll she's written synopsis. this book about her. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead and read the synopsis. Okay. Um, let's hear what it's all about. Okay, this is what it's about. An identity theft expert tells the story of the duplicity and betrayal that inspired her career and nearly destroyed her family. Axton Betts Hamilton grew up in a small town, Indiana, in the early 90s. When she was 11 years old, her parents both had their identities stolen. Their credit ratings were ruined, and they were constantly fighting over money. This was before the age of the Internet, when identity theft became more commonplace. So authorities and banks were clueless and reluctant to help Axton's parents. Axton's family changed all of their personal information and moved to different addresses. But the identity thief followed them wherever they went. Convinced that the thief had to be someone they knew, Axton and her parents completely cut off the outside world, isolating themselves from friends and family. Axton learned not to let anyone into the house without explicit permission and once went as far as chasing a plumber off of their property with a knife. As a result, Axton spent her formative years crippled by anxiety, quarantined behind the closed curtains in her childhood home. She began starving herself at a young age in an effort to blend in. Her appearance could be nothing short of perfect, or she would be scolded by her mother. 
who had become paranoid and consumed by how others perceived the family. Years later, her parents' marriage, still shaken from the theft, Axon discovered that she, too, had fallen prey to the identity thief. But by the time she realized, she was already thousands of dollars in debt and her credit was ruined. Whoa. Whoa. That's devastating, actually. It, it is. Like, she hasn't even started life yet. And her, as the daughter, identity is already taken. Yep. And the parents, like, how do you... It's crazy. Credit is everything. Yeah. You can't do anything without good credit. Right. Like, And to have it, like, yeah, that happens sometimes. People get bad credit. Like, it, yeah. you know, mistakes can be made and it happens. But to have it be not your own fault. Not your own fault. Like and you, you can't get away from penalties. it. Yeah. It seems to, everywhere they go, it follows them. Uh, I'm very excited. What's going on? To read this. Me too. Yes. Okay. It's going to be a good one. Okay. I am looking forward to it. But today. Today's the day for. Black cake. Black cake. Deep dive. Spoiler alert. Here it is. Here's your warning. We are going We're to talk going in. everything black cake. So if you don't want to hear everything, come back later. Go finish reading it. Come back. If you just want to hear about the book without reading it, this is the place. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Yes. However you want to listen, yes. this if is you your book club. If you have read it, let us know. Yeah, tell us I what you I want to know what you thought. Who do yeah. you agree with? Because I think we have some we, talking to do. I think we maybe have one of our biggest disagreements. This is going to be good. Yeah. So, Jamie. Yeah. How did you like Black Cake? I did not. You didn't like it. I gave it three stars. So, that means I recommend you read it because it had some qualities in it that I did like. There were things I liked. Overall, not my favorite book. That's crazy. And, Sarah, what did you think? I loved it. How many stars did you give it? I gave it five stars. See, five stars. You loved it. I loved this book. I, I, it was crazy. I know we've disagreed on books before, but no, I don't think our any of our book club picks we've I don't ever, know ever had this big of a disagreement. No, I think you're probably right. I mean, maybe we've like one of us has liked it more than another. Yes, but not maybe not this degree. I like loved it so much. I, I'm on the lower end of three stars with it. Is that crazy? I was like, yeah. five stars. Like, I don't even think you? I thought about it. It was just like, yes, everyone needs this. I love this book so much. It was five stars for me. Yeah. I, not for me. I totally loved it. Okay, and I think let's find out why. there's lots things to talk about, yeah. right? Like, quick backstory. There definitely are a lot of things. We start with a mother dying. Yes. Right? And her husband has already passed, so she's leaving behind her two children. Who now her two adult children. Yes. Byron and Benny. Mm-hmm. And they have been estranged for a while. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand the dynamics at first. That's kind of interwoven. And Benny's even been estranged from her mother and father before they passed. Yes. So she's been estranged from the whole family for quite some time. Um, but now it's just her and Byron. And they are required. That's what uh-huh. she's le- like the mother, Eleanor, right? Uh-huh. Ellie. Ellie. She has left behind a taped message for them, like a that you they need to listen to. With the lawyer. Like this is the will. When the lawyer is presenting the will, this is what's written in the will, and he has to make sure they listen. So he's sitting in its in entirety. On it too. Yeah. So he's there. Why do you think a tape, why a recording, why is she telling this instead of 
writing it or like, what do you think the. I think there's a couple things, right? Like I think about my grandmother, like she's older uh-huh. and her writing. That's true. was super hard to read. It's probably a lot more taxing to write and something out. I think out it was difficult for Than her. to just talk. Yeah. And I also think that there's something to be said about hearing the tone of your mother's voice. That's true. It's one of those things. You ch- like with my grandma, stuff. I super love when I hear like a videotape recording of her voice or hear something from her. It's just it. There is something with the senses yep. that really solidifies a memory to oh, hear totally it agree. rather than to just read about it. Or when you smell something uh, in grandma's house or the yes. sounds of grandma's house or of grandma's voice, the smell of her perfume, those things oh, all yeah. just trigger so much more emotion than a letter. Totally. So I think it adds to the emotional intake of the story for Byron and Benny. Yes. Would you say? Yes, absolutely. I I just think it's harder to um, ignore the things she's saying. Yeah. Or to um, downplay them. Yes. Because this is a lot of information for them. long. This tape is not just like a 30-minute or even an hour. Yeah. They had to have sessions. Sessions of listening. Interesting, though, that she, I think her having them listen together really binds them. Absolutely. Do you, there, like, there was I think purpose there was that, too. They needed to her, both be there together. That mm-hmm. was the, part of the instructions. Yes. And I don't think that was for not. Yeah, right? I agree. I think this was very much thought out by Eleanor, mm-hmm. how this was going to go down for the greatest impact to her children. Yes, I okay. totally agree. Okay. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> it's. I mean, if we're just talking Benny and Byron, right? right? I mean, there let's talk so about much. these two characters. Like at the beginning, I there's clearly something going on. There's obviously been some family things, but you don't get the whole picture at first. Yeah. You don't learn that t- till towards the end. And so what we do know is that Benny didn't go to her father's funeral. Or yes, Benny. Yep. Yep. Benedetta. Ben- Benedetta. She did the not daughter. go. To her father's funeral, Mm-mm. as far as anyone knows. As far as they know, she did not go. Um, she's not been a part of family. She hasn't come around for like five or seven years. years. Yeah, quite a few years. A long time. Um, she There was some sort of family falling out, and she walked out and never came back. Right. And this is one of my complaints about the book. It insinuates these things. Something happened, and so we haven't done this. This is a reoccurring theme throughout this book. Something happened, and then later we find out. Something happened, and later we found out. And there's sometimes in a, a a book where that's a fun little piece to be like, ooh, what did they mean by that? And then find out later. I just felt like that was the theme of this story. That was the writing style of the story. And it, I feel you, like, you felt like it, it lost a little bit of its impact because of that. I can see what you're saying. I... Never got old with it. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that that kept happening. Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying now that you're pointing now that, that out. Okay. But I'm, but I never, it never even crossed my mind. Like, I, I don't know if I just wasn't looking for all the answers in that moment. Like, I felt like I was so focused on, Benny was clearly heartbroken mm-hmm. and, emotionally wrecked Uh and which is weird considering that she 
hadn't been around for so many years. Right? right. And so I was really wrapped up in that idea of, for whatever reason, she made a choice that she had to leave. She couldn't be yeah. around her family, but she loved them so much. Right. And now she has, I mean, I could only imagine that she had all of this grief for the time missed. Absolutely. And, and whatever. And like, just still loving her parents, even though she couldn't be around them for whatever right. reason. And then to not be understood by her brother. Like, her brother was really judgy. Yeah. Really mad about it. And he was so bitter. Because he was left taking care of mom and dad, really. Yeah. Checking in on them and being having to be the responsible one because I totally get sister that. took off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But what I think was interesting about that, and though I loved and hated it at the same time, at the very end when mom... It was either in a letter or in the recording. No, it was in the letter that mom sent Benny before she died, explaining everything and she, explaining why she didn't reach out or why she stood with her husband on the fact was because he had done so much for her. She couldn't disagree with him. He, She had to stand by it, his she side. She felt like it would be a betrayal to him. To him. I'm sorry. But he will stand by your side. As you support your daughter. I disagreed with that. Which was super interesting. I also think it's generational. And that could be true too. But I love that then the mom said, I love that you felt so strongly about something that you had to leave because you felt so much that that was what was best for you. And I'm so glad you did what was best for you. Yes. I thought that from the mom realizing that, that you have, I thought that was Amazing. Yes. But then not so amazing that she couldn't speak up in the moment. Speak up and well and and help the dad and the daughter. It's kind of come set together. throughout, right? Like so the big blow up we do find out, right? That Benny tells her parents that she's dating a girl. A girl, yes. And that was super hard for her parents to understand. Yes. And her dad is very angry about it and walks out of the room. And it was so hurtful. To Benny that she leaves. Yeah. And then you find out again later that, what's his name? Gib is the dad's Gib, the name. Gib the dad, yes. Bert. He goes Gilbert. by both names. Either Gib or Bert. Yeah. yeah. So Ellie goes in after him, like to talk to him. Because she isn't upset, upset about it. Yeah. But she's trying to like talk to him about it. And he said, I just need a minute. I'll go talk to her later. Right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't even like he was going to this be This was mad. all a big blow up over not a big yes. thing. But and that was so hurtful. And they held on to it for so long. Yeah. Because they wouldn't talk about it. So then the pride issue became a thing. Like, she yes. didn't let me have my feelings. And he wouldn't just accept me immediately. Yes. And, like, yeah. all the things, right? Like, isn't, to they me, that was They made it into so... a bigger blockade for them yes. than it really was. But don't you think that's families? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yes. I just sat there and I'm like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, this is how family dynamics work because you have all this history. It's not just that moment. Yeah. Right? Right. It's never just that it's moment. It's not just that. It's everything else encompassed yeah. into that moment. Because if you just took that moment, I'm sure Benny could have been like, oh, my, I'm going to give my dad a minute. 
Yeah. Right? Or the dad would have been like, oh, I love my daughter no matter what. It's just this yeah. minute. But there were all those other things about schooling and what yes, she wanted she to do. Yes, she dropped out of school they and they, she didn't dare tell so them why. so hard for her to have that better future and to be able to be successful and have the opportunity to go to college that they didn't have from their parents. And they struggled for as far as they got. And so here they're like, we're able to just give this to our kids Ugh. and they're not taking it. I'm sure that that, that feels played like a, a part. Blow, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm here I am. She's probably thinking here I am disappointing you again in another thing. Yes. But and they're thinking here is another thing that's going to make her life hard. harder. And I'm just trying to make things easier for her. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Good I point. just feel like I sat there and I just thought, "Oh my gosh, like how many how often do these kinds of things happen and then so much time passes because we don't talk about it." Right. And we and we just let and we stew about it. Yes. And we're like, oh yeah. And then there was that. And then this. And, and then, then everything that. else is just a yes. bigger explosion. You're almost looking for things to be irritated about at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I will say, like, I loved that Ellie would call her and leave her phone messages. Yes. It was like I still am I'm still caring your mom. about you and thinking about you. I mean, she obviously did it when she Right. Knew she could just leave a message. But, and, and I think that Benny took that a little bit personally. Like, she didn't actually want to talk to me. Yeah. But when I thought about that, I'm like, but think of it from Ellie's point of view. What if she's worried that you don't want to talk to her? Her. And she doesn't want to cross that boundary. Right. She wants to let you do it on your terms. Yeah. And so I kind of like appreciated Ellie's like approach. Yes. Of trying to be casual and trying to be light and not forceful she's not going to impose right she's just gonna love right i'm here i'm here I'm you here. know where to find me yeah when you're ready i mean maybe she could have said those words right it would have come across differently we if we actually say, say the, the things do we that we are thinking exactly yeah so many oh, things there yes so many things and that is so the parts i love about the story the story. Yes, this is a great story. Yeah. The black cake. I love it. I love the idea that here Ellie couldn't give her genealogy. Right. She couldn't give her family story. She couldn't do any of those things. So her family story, her genealogy comes in the steps of this cake. Yeah. This is her legacy. I love I did too. that even though she had these other secrets, she could tell a story through her recipe. That she and did with them their whole life. Yes. Right? And it was such a ritual thing. Like, mm-hmm. we do this days. every other year. Weeks, we are stewing these fruits in yes. this rum for weeks. Because you could do a day or two, but it's not the same. It's not the same. As if you do it weeks. So, there is so much premeditated thought mm-hmm. into having this cake. And you just save it. Like, you take a slice. Yes. And you save and it. And then you save it for the next and even when Benny goes to make it later, when she's moved out and she's gone away, she's making it by feel. Like, she's having to make it multiple times to get it the things right. There's no recipe. Right. This is all through, like, there's oral tradition where you pass down stories from generation to generation. This is food tradition. Yes. This is just, you're observing and learning how to make it just based off move, not a recipe. Seriously. This is the love and movements and smells of the kitchen that are being passed down through these generations with yes, this family. Totally. That's amazing. Seriously. I 
I so I love. I mean, there are aspects of the story I do love. So I'm not saying it's a total. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't like the way the story was put together. Okay, I felt like it was disjointed. Ah, uh, I don't feel like it was a smooth telling of the story. Yeah, but a beautiful story. Yes, and it's it's kind of a chaotic story. It is chaotic. You know, I mean, they're jumping continents. Um, she Generations, changes her name, changing names. You know, so there are identities. There's secrets happening, right? Like we can't, sh- we can't tell this or that or the other. Yeah. You know, we can't share this information. We don't want anyone to get in trouble. Yeah, you know, all these kinds of things. So it could get. Right. It was kind of convoluted in that sense. Yeah, because everyone who's talking about these people are talking about a person, but by a different name. Yeah, it's the same person, Eleanor, Ellie. Yes, Covey, Covey. Covington. What? What's her full name? Is it not okay. Covington? Cov- it, it might. I don't remember. I can't remember because she went by Covey. Because she of the went time. by Covey. Yeah, but it's all the same person. Yet Ellie is actually she took the identity of another person, not just a, a name. She yes. didn't just change her name. She took the identity of her friend in London, in England, who was killed in the train accident. Yes. So it was a mistaken. And she just went with it. And she went with it. So she didn't do it purposefully. It was a mistake, but she took advantage of it because she did need to keep herself safe. Undercover and safe. So let's talk about why she needed to keep herself safe. This is her devastating. Was a total loser. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Like I just keep it makes my heart break. Cause I'm sure this wasn't totally absurd. Right. For the time and place. Right? So she's living in the Caribbean. I don't Caribbean. remember his she whole was, name. Lynn? Lynn? Lynn so, Store. Lynn, it was something because he was a store owner, and so it just became him. His name? Lynn By. Lynn. Oh, it's going to bug me. Anyway, so they um, live in the Caribbean. She's born in the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Her mother left. Yes. Escaped in, the, in like. And it doesn't really say why at first she needed to escape, but you kind of find out later that. She needed to get away from her husband, that he was mm-hmm. going to squander their lives. Well, and he did. Which he did. So he she had a knew. Big problem. He, she with saw gambling. it coming. Mom saw this coming. Yes. Gambling, alcoholism. Yes. And this wasn't, she had no say in trying to get him out of this. Women. Rut. Like women don't. I mean, this was how yeah, long ago? That's true. And I'm sure yeah. that they just had very little control over their circumstance. Right. I mean, she got pregnant right before they were married, and that's why they got married. Okay. Did I understand that I right? I don't remember. I think that was the case. And so a okay. part of it was like, well, he's doing the right thing by right. not leaving okay. her alone. But at the same time, it wasn't necessarily the, the greatest favor that she's ever been given. Right. Absolutely. So, And was- her intention when she left was to go and make some money and then be able to bring um, Ellie with her. El- Covey with her. Yes. Because at that Covey, point, she's, she's Covey. Covey. That's right. Um, and she's left Pearl, the nanny, in charge of Covey to make sure she's okay. Right. Until and, she can Until she for can her. send for her. Right. So she's got someone watching her over. She's got a plan. But years pass. And she no disappears. Word. And so they're, they don't really know. Yeah. They don't know what's happened to her. So in the meantime, Covey's stuck with dad, who is a gambling alcoholic. Uh-huh. And gets himself in trouble over and over and over again with kind of like this mob group on the island, like would needs, you say? It's like yeah. a 
Absolutely. Mob mentality of... Like, he keeps... He owes money. Taking money. Yeah. It's so bad. And so, Covey, in the meantime, is just living her life. Falls in love. Loves to swim. Swimming. Not just swimming, but ocean swimming in these big currents. Long distance swimming. Mm -hmm. um, With her best friend, Bunny. Mm -hmm. And... And boyfriend. And Gib. Gib, who is her love Bec- yes. but they aren't allowed to be together so they don't right. they're just friends right yeah kissing friends yeah hiding kissing friends because that's what happens when you forbid right <laughs> they find a way they're gonna find a way so they yeah. she she's fully they make plans they yeah. have plans for their future absolutely and but her father lynn yeah uh messes up those plans because he's so far in debt that little man Who's actually man. quite large, like ugly old man. The mobster kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Decides that he wants Covey as a position, a possession. Yes. Right? That's really what it is. They pretty much barter his daughter for the debt he owes little man. It's so gross. It's really gross. And she is like, she begs and begs and begs. And her dad Because he's older, it. right? He was like and 40. She's and she's like 17. Ugh. It's so gross. So gross. And this is what your dad is arranging, this grossness. Seriously. Which makes it even grosser. It's so disgusting. Awful. Oh, it's heartbreaking. The fact that he thinks this is okay. Like, this is their way out. So did you see this coming? I totally saw this coming. I mean, I'm like, obviously. Because at first it's just like, oh, he just wants to come and see you. No. Yeah, no. He had more intentions. Did you really think that um, her dad would go through with it? Uh, it's hard to believe that you think he would. Right? I I thought something would happen. Like, he was going to have some redeeming quality and be like, I've got to rescue you. i got to make a plan. I'm going to get you to England. And that's how she gets out. Right? Or I that just thought... Dad wasn't somehow a part of... The ruining of her? Uh, Whole life? But he did just ruin her. He doesn't redeem himself. No! He doesn't make any plan for her to escape. Nothing. I thought... I thought they would he's escape together. He's finally going to say, you know what? No. Take me. Like, you can kill me. I really wanted him to sacrifice his own freaking life. He should, because these were his choices that led she them here. She didn't do anything to have no. to be into that. Ugh. So gross. And then there's all these people who do nothing around her. Pearl was like, talks about poisoning him, right? Right. Little man. But then is afraid because she knows it would just come back to her. She doesn't want... Yeah. It was just awful. I just felt like over and over again, they there's people who are like, oh, we'll do this or we'll do that. Or you can run away. But then, no, she goes and no, she marries she's him. She's in an ugly, and she picks out the ugliest wedding dress. The most over-the-top Hoping ugly wedding dress, just like in spite of all of it. And I love that Pearl makes the black cake for her wedding and then puts Violet. Is that what it is? Because she knows that Covey hates Violet. Yes. And so it was kind of like a secret message they both shared. Like that this we is know awful. this is awful. But it still wasn't. That's not but enough. I don't care not, if you yeah. think it's awful. I want you no. to do something about it. You're an adult in my life. Ex- exactly. Exactly. She wasn't even an adult herself. No. She has no choices here. Oh she my is a gosh. child. I kept like going there around. There was no around. out. I'm like, she loses everywhere she turns here. Her mother walks out on her as far as she's concerned. Right. Her dad. You know, his, bargains his her addictions off. have totally led him to choose against her. Yeah. And now she's supposed to go, like, what kind of life? Anyway, it was very sad. Yeah. It was so sad. 
I really, my heart was just like, no, like someone, someone do something. for Yeah. But I actually think that's probably more realistic. Like people yeah. just stay in their lanes most of the time. They don't want to get involved. Right. If this is their trouble, business. Like what if something bad happens to me and I've got my own family to worry about. Yeah. And so I'm just going to stay right here. And the time of this, the time this is happening, there's just not a lot of law. And right. I mean. Yep. Even it's electricity a wasn't, a, you know, island. yeah, they don't have a lot of anything. Totally. They're just living off of the island, literally living yeah. off of what natural resources they have. Totally. It was so sad. So, but luckily. Yeah, luckily. Well, and you don't, and I, and this is another example of like, we you don't, don't find know what out happens. what happened until later. All of a sudden, little man dies. Drops During dead the at wedding. the reception. Thank yeah. heaven. She didn't ever have to sleep a night with him. Right. But she did marry him. She did marry they him. They were legally married. But, but he's dead small, now. But he's dead. And she takes off. Mm-hmm. So right when he drops, she runs. She runs. So that looks suspicious. But Wouldn't she takes run? off and runs to the beach and is never seen from by the her, islanders by again. her dad again. Yeah. yeah. So Gib... Is already gone. He had gone to school in England. Yes. That was the plan. He was going to come back the next year. Their plan was they would meet back up when she went to school. She was going to save up and get to school in England. So he's gone. Her friend Bunny is there. Um, she's at the reception. Mm-hmm. But um, Covey takes off and her wedding dress covered in blood, right? Isn't it bloody? No. What would it have been bloody from? I'm making things up now. Her wedding dress is found... Is that, yeah, it could have been. Water logged, maybe just soaking wet. Yeah, um, on the On shore. the beach, and she is nowhere to be found. Yeah. And they they've think searched she's and drowned. searched, and days into the search and no sign of her, they've assumed she's died. She tried to swim, uh-huh. and it was bad weather. Yep. And they think she died. So Bunny and Pearl, like her two closest confidants, try to figure it out, right? Yeah. I thought, like... Try to figure out where she could be. If she could really be dead. They can't believe she's actually dead. She could really be dead. They they know what a good swimmer she is. Mm -hmm. But they're really, years later, there is no message from her at all. So they then they really, they go through life. Did Pearl get her papers to go? Because remember, Pearl, they found, Bunny's like, oh, I know where she would be. So Bunny finds her in that secret place. Before you know, she's hiding in like oh, the in that place cave. that her and Gib yes. were escaping to hide and yes. be together. The little and cove so area. Pearl finally does something good, and she gets her new fake papers. Oh, that's right. She makes the arrangement for her to go and be, and be like this a nanny, nanny or some England. kind of a yes. That's right. That's right. She doesn't just. Take this off was very right interesting. Then. This to me was like so good. So she finally goes to England. She can be with Gib, but she doesn't dare talk to Gib because she's so shamed. Like she feels so much shame that she can't face him. Like he wouldn't want right. her now. After what she's like to have to explain that she was married to this little man. Oh and yeah, he knows who little man is. Yeah. And just, she's escaped. She doesn't want to get him in trouble either. Yes, that's a huge part of it. wanted for murder, pretty much. She can never go back or ever associate. And Little Man has people everywhere. Everywhere. So she's terrified into silence. Mm -hmm. And so she's so sad and so lonely. And so for a while there, right, we watch her. Um, And she, it seems like she escapes so many bad things. 
And they bad things just keep and they just coming. keep coming. So she's unable over to escape and over and over again. A boss taking yeah. advantage of her. Yes, and she becomes pregnant. Um, so this was something that really did bother me was that she never told Gib about the baby. I agree. I could, After all of this... There was a lot of things I understood. Like, yeah. I could understand a lot of the decisions she made. That one I didn't understand. Right. The only time I understand that she let it go for so long that at that point she yeah. felt like she couldn't say because of all the deception. I get at that point, but why didn't you at the beginning? Right? Like, you would, like it wasn't that long before that you gave this baby up. And like, honestly, once you've had a baby, can you really cover that up? Does anyone come so. out of having a baby without a single stretch mark? Right. Does anybody? I want to know. Like your really. body would change. I mean, maybe yeah. it's been a lot of years and she's been through a lot. Right? And maybe like you just get stretch marks from growing and whatever. And maybe that's a cover. I don't know. But it just seems like one of those things that. But wasn't she like really thin because she was so unhappy and malnourished? Like, yeah, I feel like they referenced true. that. But yeah. She was very, very tall. Right? Yeah. But, but then, it, yeah, because she didn't have a lot. Right. I'm not sure about that. But I just, yeah. I didn't love that she thought she, she's like, I just, I mean, I kind of understood like how she's like, I just couldn't add one. He's already done so much and had to overlook so many things about me. I didn't, yeah. I couldn't add one more thing. Like, that would be the breaking point. If your relationship is this strong, which I believe it is. Look at everything. Everything he's, to do he's been for willing you. to do. He, he could take this. I think so too. And if anything, like it's your baby. Yeah. And this thing happened to you. Like he wants to know so That's, he can like care for you yeah. and be tender with That's you. Traumatic. So traumatic. It's awful. Again, I don't she keeps know. having these opportunities open to her, like for jobs and to nanny here and to, to have this job here and then this and then. Every around every corner is another Awful bad situation. Man. Yes. So it kind of felt like like you have this one man who has proven himself over and over and over again, and, and yet you're you still never... not trusting him. With and things. then I even thought like because she finds her, she has a daughter that she's forced to give up for adoption. Yes. Right. So she's always like her whole life were wonders about her and has looked for her and tried to know her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as an adult where her children are grown or, you know, as an older adult, right? Like she's older, her children are grown adults now themselves. She hears an interview and knows like, yeah, that's my daughter. How? Okay. Here. Reality. How realistic is it? That, no, it wasn't that she heard. Was it that she saw? She saw and they like were a YouTube like video. splitting image. Yes. But then so did the dad. So not yes, Covey's dad saw a video of Marble. She did? He he, did? he says at the very towards the end when he's telling his story, um, it says something about I recognized the voice. So here they both Covey's dad and Covey herself, not knowing that this is a relation to them, have both stumbled across because she's an influencer and she's got YouTube videos out there. And they both have stumbled across the same person and are recognizing 
there is something familiar about her. Yeah. Yeah. And then she comes and meets him with the other two at the end. And he's like, I've seen you before. You're that lady on the TV. Am I making that up? Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember that happening. Uh, Are you thinking the swimmer? You know how they followed Etta? Yeah. Who was Bunny. Yes. And she was a swimmer, and they would follow her online because she was always being interviewed. There's that. And they went to her, like, she did, like, a question and answer locally, and they went and saw her. But not the not Bert. Bert had passed by then, so yeah. it was the it son. Was son. It was Byron. Byron. So and was Ellie. it Byron? You're thinking that like saw her and was like, "Oh, you look just like my mom." No, I don't think that. You don't didn't the the dad Lynn at the end say he had seen her on the TV talking about traditional Lynn. foods? So that's the dad. That's not the Gib. Da- Covey's dad. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm. Jumping. That's where I'm getting confused. Okay. So Covey's Lynn dad. Okay. Very well could have. Yes. But not Gib, I don't no. think. No, no, Gib no. never ever no. was He was clueless I don't of the Yeah. I don't think he ever did first daughter. learn. Yeah. No. Okay. I agree with okay. you. Sorry, sorry. Same. No, was I, I didn't get jumping I didn't there? jump with you. Okay. But I do know what you're talking about. I do remember Lynn talking about like how he saw her and thought he recognized her. Yeah, her voice or something about her lips or her mouth, the way I she talked. I didn't ever like Lynn. Lynn no, was garbage. I didn't either. But you were saying that Covey slash Ellie mm-hmm. saw Marble on a video and recognized. And that's when she had her lawyer research reach out. Yes. And like, hey, you know, tell her, I think I. What are the chances? Well, and she didn't just reach out. Like, they did yeah, some background. They did, yeah. And found out that she was, when her birth date was. Right. And that she and was that adopted. It all up. Yes. And so it was like, okay, yeah. Like, she, it must be her because right. she looks just like me. And I think it's also crazy that Marble's adoptive parents really thought they could get through life not telling her she was adopted. She's 50 years old and still, like, worrying and, and thinking about it. And she's thinking about it and she's pretty sure she's. Well, been she lied knows. to, she knows, yes. but her parents have never actually told her she was adopted. Like, I think How? they just think, like, we love you enough. And, you and don't it doesn't need matter. To know. But it's like, you can't do that to a person. No. I do think that's normal, though. Be- I th- I'm not surprised because by that. Because when there's a revelation that big, then you're going to question everything they ever told you. Yes. I think everything. that's so true. And I don't if know you if would it's keep something it. this big from me, what else are you keeping from me? And look, because she knew they were lying, she like was distancing herself yeah, from them. Yeah, she couldn't. And they even were so great as them. parents. And it's like you didn't need to have that. How much of that? The fact that she was adopted and didn't know it, and maybe had an inkling, led to her living away because she I was kind a of, lot. and her son being at a boarding school and not. Like she seeing him like very often. She couldn't even, there was kind of a distance there. I think she definitely isolated herself because I think she was very confused about her. I don't think she felt capable of giving herself without even knowing who she was. Who giving. she really was. Do you and know who what am I, I mean? giving to this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we I just do this. That. We go and put him in boarding school, and I'm going to live it's the best way dual I can take life care in of England him. and in Italy, mm-hmm. and just communicate with your own son and your parents from afar. Yeah. It was, Just I mean, minimal contact. Yeah. Nothing bad lonely. in that family, but, no. n- but something off. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like another thing that like, let's, if we could be more open, if we could have more conversations, be willing to maybe not try hard, not to be offended, try hard as everyone in the group. Right. Right. Like hearing people out, giving it time, like imagine. And I think this is good for all across the board. I mean, I'm taking this personally going like, gosh, if I could just do that. With my family, with my kids, you know, where, yes. what good could that be? It could do nothing but good. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're always going to agree and you're always going to come to the same conclusions at the end of it all. But there is, I think, some, so much peace in knowing that, you know what, we try, we talked about it. We really tried. We might have to come and revisit this another day. And yeah. I know that we can. And I know let's that the keep door, giving it yes the d- attention it needs to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. It might take a while. Right. But let's do it because it's important. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And everyone's invested. Right. We're, I'm not just going to walk away. I'm not going to just shut the door. Right. Like, but it does require everyone's participation yeah. for that to work. Otherwise, we close ourselves off because we're like, you're not really invested. You're making assumptions. So I'm going to close my doors. Yeah. And not giving people the chance to respond you're making a narrative that might not be the truth. So you're true. assuming a narrative and not giving the people a re- an opportunity to surprise you. Exactly. By not reacting that way. I think that's what I loved the most about this book was they were very complicated, complicated family relationships. They were super complicated. Oh my gosh. So but much going on. There was, But the way that they were handled, it wasn't like a really easy fix all the time. Like there was a lot of pain there and it was painful to come together, right? Like the brother and sister, Byron and Benny, it was painful for them to come together, right? Mm -hmm. He was still very angry with her and she was angry with him for not like giving her, you know, you've known me my whole life and you've never, you're not, you haven't been there for me in these times when I've really needed you. Yeah. And he's thinking like. You haven't opened up to me to let me know you needed something. Yes. Your pride. Has made it you so that you're not going to ask for help. You just took off. Yeah. But if you look at the generational effects of this, of each of these unfortunate events, which there are many, mm-hmm. each one that happened created a wedge. Yes. That then only got bigger and bigger and bigger, added to the next tragedy and next tragedy. These wedges were preventing generations later at least a generation later. Yeah. Preventing them from being able to do this and deal with these things because it it didn't it's get resolved learned. in the first it, place. It was never yeah. resolved in these learned behaviors and the idea and, of not talking about things. Yes. Like Benny never talked about these things that she was dealing with. That were really horrific things. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. friends beating her up. Like, people yeah. she thought that were older than her, that she thought were her friends, like, beating her up. Like, she never dared tell anyone about that. Yeah. Like, having... Or even when Byron was talking about um, growing up in California as a surfer kid, but a surfer kid doesn't look like him. Yeah. So, people just assume he played basketball and football when really he was a surfer. Yeah. But because of his look, because of his coloring, that is not the assumptions he's given. And even... Um, Marble in Italy felt that same way too. Like, or when um, Benny was in Italy at that food thing, and they're like, you know, this is this girl's from California. How are you from California? Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't look yeah. like you're from California. She never felt like she fit in in the place where she was at. 
because of how much race plays a part in how we fit in where we're at. Yes, and who we are and what we do. Right. The stereotypical look of a surfer is not a black young Which man. Which I actually love that he said, like, the m- amount of people who surf uh-huh. are majority black. Right. I loved that. And when he brought that into his I presentation like, wow. th- with his surfboard and stuff, like, we need to show that these people, all of people, no matter what they look like, belong in these places. Yes. Yes. The surfing started in these... <laughs> Oh, America, what have we done? I know, like lots of things. We have put stigmas on so many things that cause hurt. hurt. Lots of hurt. Lots and lots of hurt. And displacement. People who don't feel like they belong because of a preconceived image that is not even true that we've placed on things. Yeah. I need to be better about that. And my assumptions too. I do too. Because I've been raised in that culture. And so, I, I mean, when they're talking about it, Yeah, the first thing a surfer comes to mind is a white male and female. Sure. Blonde hair, sun bleached, tan. Yeah. Yeah. But not black. Sea kissed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I totally agree. And that was super interesting to me because that was such a part of their culture was swimming and being in the water. Yes. And, you know, feeling the movement of the waves. I love that imagery that she gives. When he, well, when. Byron talks about his mother teaching him how to feel the movement of the water right. and be able to navigate that. I thought that it was such a pretty description. I was like, I yeah, could feel that. You could feel that. And also the the understory of the story of the sea, the bottom of the sea, mapping it and discovering it and the history. Like we we've pieced together so much of humankind through artifacts found on land and we know so little about the ocean yes. the little amount of artifacts found in the ocean there is an untold story that is undiscovered still down there Absolutely. and yet our actions on land are killing that story and so i do like that it weaved a little bit of that in that really mm-hmm. um the untold stories that are still buried in the sea is a very yes. interesting concept I I agree. I thought Byron, I mean, I felt like Byron had some things going on, but I didn't pay a close attention. Like, he wasn't my favorite character. So I was like, oh, yeah, Byron, Byron, Byron. I think a lot of these little side stories of each character muddled the real story and the real beauty of this. So Byron's Byron's girlfriend and his baby being born and how he was going to be a part there. Those little things, I think there were definitely some things that could have been left out Mm -hmm. to strengthen the beautiful part of the story. Yes. The main story. There were just too many side things. Yeah, there was quite a few little side things. And that kind that kind of ruined it for me. I I mean, those were the things that brought me down. I I mean, I I could see why she's telling it. She's because I think for Whittingham, isn't that the author's name? Wilkerson. Wilkerson. Yeah. I think she just like, I. you could feel how much she loved her characters. Oh, absolutely. A lot was put into these characters and, and their like, stories. And it was like, no, wait, don't forget. Like, look at everything Byron's going through. Right. You know. Right. We're not um, going to leave him out. He's not just a side character. He's a main character. But. I also agree that the best part of the story 
was Ellie's story. Yes. And I did love, like, that's, am saying that I also loved Byron and Benny having to come together under, like, hard circumstances mm-hmm. to listen to this mother. I love that idea, mm-hmm. too, of her telling of that story. Yeah. Um, but maybe it just didn't need to be quite so intense. Like there was lots of things that Benny went through. Like, why did she go through so many things? Right. You know, like even at the end, you find out the reason that she didn't go to her father's funeral was that she was there, but she had been beaten the night before and in a hospital. Right. And she'd been dealing with an abusive relationship. Yes. Like that was, yeah. And it was like, wait a second. Whoa. Like, whoa, another, she just had a lot, a lot of blows and it just, I don't know that that was necessary. Not that I'm sure that she feels like these two, you know, you read all about authors feeling like their characters are real people. Right. Right. And I'm sure that she just felt like, but I just think, but this story wasn't Benny's story. Maybe you can tell Benny's story. At the next. Right. Book. Like this feels like you could maybe yeah, go the down backstory lots here. of avenues here. Yeah. But it was just a lot of I think those little side things. stories made me think a little bit soap opera. It was like crazy. there were some soap opera elements, like well, ooh, I just and now it- she's come back to life. She didn't really <laughs> die in the ocean. She really was in London, and now she lives in America. And I ran into her at a conference, and you know there were just some well on purpose, right? Yes, like on purpose. Ellie You're right. Looked her up. Some unbelievable. Yes, I do. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying, and I do think we didn't need every backstory. Yeah. I I just I don't know. It's a good story. I feel like it did did say like all the things that happened to Benny. Like she just had really bad decision making yes. skills. Maybe yes. like she couldn't decipher between good and bad people and like right. where did that stem from? Yeah. Just like over and over again she like thinks people are her friends and they beat her. Thinks this person likes her and they beat her or leave her. Just like casually move. Remember, she had one relationship right. where they just moved. They were just gone. It was weird. Done. Yeah. Yeah. There there was a lot of weirdness. And then with, I thought, yeah. you know, and even, even Byron's relationship, like, she's clearly left him and was, like, weird about when she left him. Her, I yeah. don't know what his girlfriend's name was, but it was like, even he couldn't have, like, a functional relationship. And, it, and they had married parents who loved each other dearly. Right. I think that shows, even though they came together and provided the best stability they could for their kids, there was still an untold story, unresolved issues. That held them that back. even though it was a secret, it wasn't a secret. It can't, they, things come out, secrets come out somehow. Yep. And it was coming out in the actions of their kids because obviously there were some unsettled things that were picked up on. Yep. I think that's what it was trying to tell. I do think, like, that was my... I think that's why I loved it so much. I loved the relationships, like I said before. I loved the honesty. I kind of walked away from this book going, like, this is what I'm looking for in the next book I want to read, right? Like, I don't need fluff that sugarcoats and it's like, oh... My husband divorced me and I'm going to go on a vacation in a beautiful place and and just bounce right back. Yeah. Right? Like Right. Right. It's fine. It's fun. It takes your mind you off need of those life for sometimes, a purpose. Yes. right? Yes. 
But this kind of book, like, gave me all the feels. Like, I, I felt so deeply for this family. Uh-huh. I, my heart broke for the um, in, injustice of yes. so many things. Like, yes. that was out of their control. That And then the decisions that they made that made it them prolong. Those injustices seem to just right. last forever. And and I I loved it. Like I just loved it. Yeah. I'm so glad you loved it. <laughs> and like I said, I didn't hate it. it I was yes. going to finish it. it. It's definitely one I think um, others should read. I recommend it. I just feel like it. there were it's the writing elements that weren't a strong, it was a strong story with some poor writing elements and some poor putting togetherness. It felt a little choppy. I was looking for a ride. Yeah. I love it. I love that we can both read a book and it hits us both in different different spots. Yeah. Different things. Yep. I totally agree. I actually, I actually really appreciate that. So I'm so curious. Like, let us know if you've read this book. Yes. If you do read this book, reach out to us. We want to hear about it. We want to know what you gave it. Yeah. What you think. Like, what was your rating? Did you love it? Was it just okay for you? Um, I I love talking to people. Or if we've missed something. Like, yes, was there something I'm that sure jumped out to you that didn't jump out to us? Because we all look at things with different we could eyes. Keep I'd on love to hear all it. day, right? Oh yeah, there's so much more in this book. Yes. So much more. We didn't even touch on the lawyer. I know. There's so we much like we didn't even Ellie. touch. And we didn't on. touch on the daughter that was given up for adoption. Yeah, coming and in her story Byron and, and all of that. How it all came together. Do you think, to, to finish this up, do you think that Ellie made the right choice not telling her kids while that she was still alive and leaving it in this message at the end? I think that's a tough one. Because it's easy to say after the fact, right? But when you, when your daughter won't really talk to you and you haven't seen her in years, mm-hmm. you don't really know when you're going to be able to get them in the same room, but you know you can make yeah. a recording. Right. I think in the setting, a good decision, but I kind of the, the comparison for me is just like Marble's parents went her whole life without telling her she wasn't. That's a fair she was adopted. comparison. I think they made a mistake of going their whole children's lives without telling them this big, huge part of it. I do think you're right. I love the way that it ended up happening because maybe it couldn't have happened any other way. Right. First. But maybe in that off chance that they could have been able to listen to her share. uninterrupted which is kind of hard to imagine but her sitting there and sharing her story and them listening yeah like i think a lot of healing could have taken place in that moment and it could have gone a whole lot farther yes like being able to see her and talk to her and And really bind them together as a family i think they missed that i do think that you're right there i do do think also it bothered me that they crumbled up the cake at the end and put it in the water why didn't they eat the cake? Eat the cake. Why are you crumbling it up? It was taken. It took her so long so to long make to that make. cake. Yeah. So I love, I love, I mean, the way it wrapped up yeah. and the way, you know, great. I That one I was like, what? No. Eat the, cake. eat the cake. I know they ate some, but yeah. Maybe like only crumble a little bit and eat all of it. Right. Right. Eat the most. Yeah. I agree. You eat that cake. I, if I make a cake, I want it eaten. 
Absolutely. I'm just going to put that on the record right now. Especially a cake that you work at for weeks. weeks. Seriously. This ritualistic I cake. I want to eat. Like, if you're going you to crumble a little waste. piece, that's fine. In memory of <laughs> yeah. me, that's fine. Yeah. But I want to Crumble it, it onto your tongue. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> no reason. I guess, but she did love the water. She so did love the water. They were giving some of it to her love of the ocean. So, okay. Anyway. Oh, Sarah. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. Always eat the cake. When in (laughs) doubt, eat the cake. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This has been so fun. This has been fun. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, share us with your friends. Yeah, we're still looking for some Wyoming listeners. Oh, come Come on. on. They got to be out there somewhere. Do your part. I can't wait. I keep checking like maybe today, maybe today. (laughs) Maybe we need to read a book by a Wyoming author. Ooh, let's start researching. Either it takes place in Wyoming or a Wyoming author. I like that. We got to get some Wyoming listeners in here. Maybe that'll work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.